Welcome to Interfaith Talk Radio, being brought to you on this rainy afternoon by Dr. Pat Worldwide on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, and streaming on the Internet at interfaithtalkradio.com. Every Monday afternoon, we share with you from 5 to 6 p.m. an expanding dialogue on interfaith understanding and the celebration of a shared spiritual quest. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor. I am Rabbi Ted Falcon from Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman from Interfaith Community Church in Seattle. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie from University Congregational United Church of Christ in Seattle. And we're here with Eric Ryder, who is our engineer and making sure everything goes okay on the air. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. There he is. And uh, we want to let you know that this is a show that we encourage you to share. So please write this phone number down. You can reach us at 425 373 5527. 425 373 5527. Or in Western Washington, you can call toll free at 888 298 5569. And to review those numbers or get any other information about our show, you can go to interfaithtalkradio.com. You can even see what we look like if that would please you. We're here on the week of Thanksgiving. And we thought that it might be interesting to share personal stories of Thanksgiving and of gratitude to kind of consider more deeply what the quality of thanksgiving and the quality of gratitude brings into not only our personal lives but into our world. So, gentlemen, I am deeply grateful for your presence here so that when I have nothing that I can think of to say, I can trust that you have plenty to say. We're grateful for you, too, Rabbi Ted. Likewise, this is from the Muslim minister. (laughs) So, who wants to start with? I'd be happy to go first. And may I just start by saying that um, in Islam, the basic prayer, what is called the Salat, is essentially about uh, praising God and thanking God. And it is said that uh, when you praise God, you're actually expressing gratitude. And I wanted to say that uh, all the great sages in Islam say when you praise God, uh, God doesn't become holy, we become holy. Mm. And that the secret to happiness is really continuously at all times expressing gratitude. And the metaphor in the uh, literature of Islamic spiritual teachers is that when you are expressing gratitude, it is actually creating uh, feathers and wings for the birth, for the bird of spirit within you. Mm. To the bird of, you might say, Christ's nature, Elohim, the breath of God. There's like, like a bird within you, and that sort of uh, gets fitted in with feathers and wings, and it soars. So how beautiful it is to express gratitude. Of course, as we have been discussing, there's so much to express gratitude for. In my own personal life, of course, deepest, deepest gratitude for my personal family, my parents, uh, my, as my personal family. But I, today, I wanted to just say how 
profoundly grateful I am for God guiding us for our community, which used to be called a circle of love, an interfaith community, which used to meet in people's homes, and we grew so large, at one point we were like a few hundred people, that through a very astonishing twist of circumstances, we were led to this remarkable building in Ballard, a small church, which used to be called New Age Christian Church. And after we merged with that small community they had there, we called it Interfaith Community Church. But the entire building, as it were, was bestowed to us like a miraculous gift. Suddenly, out of nowhere, we were in this beautiful building. This became a permanent home. And these wandering people meeting in different people's homes who called themselves Circle of Love were now housed in this beautiful, charming building, which is, by the way, the oldest church building, fun functioning church building in the uh, county of uh, King County. It is now our building, our place of house of worship. It's been renamed Interfaith Community Church. An astonishing blessing for, from God. Mm. And for this we are so utterly grateful continuously. I notice our phone is ringing, but we are going to be continuing while Eric answers it. You know, Jamal, when I'm, I'm hearing you give that story, I'm hearing two <coughs> things. One is that the experience of Thanksgiving is a is it empties us, it, it cleans us out. It, 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 and, and it also, as you say, gives us wings because that emptying lifts us. Mm -hmm. And I think of Emily Dickinson's poem, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, Beautiful. that's just, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the beauty of Thanksgiving and at the same time uh, remembering that it's not always easy to do that. So... Uh, I'm I'm thankful for Thank you. for your story. But I, I love the poetry. It sounded so roomy esque. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning the the music from each other. Amen. Yeah, yeah. The hardest thing to open with gratitude toward, of course, are those situations in our lives which aren't as comfortable and which aren't as pleasant. You know, and it's always an issue for me of do we just, um, you know, do we just give thanks when things are going the way we'd like them to go? Or are we able to be grateful always? Mm. And is that gratitude and gratefulness, in fact, transformative? Mm -hmm. And... You know, so it's not only for me a question of being grateful when things are going well, which is important and crucial, critical to realize that, like, we're not the ones in control. There's something greater of which we are a part. But it always bothers me when I hear people report some something happened to them which the, they feel real good about and they say, thank God. And I think, well... Would you only thank God when something happens that feels good to you? Mm -hmm. What about all the rest of the things? What a beautiful point. May if I just make, say quickly, one point we always discuss in all the tradition, it says, when you give thanks in times of afflictions, yeah. you're giving thanks for unknown blessings already on their way. So what a true, authentic point you're making. 
You know, my first experience with that kind of uh, thing was uh, a play called A Peasant of El Salvador. And in the play, the man's son is abducted by the military. And the first thing he does uh, when he learns this is goes to the village church and praises God. And I've always, I mean, when I first saw that, I didn't understand why the first thing that he would do would be to praise God. But um, now I see that it's that kind of emptying that opens one to the kind of experiences you're describing, Ted. How do we prepare ourselves to see our experiences as blessings instead of curses and so forth? Thank you so much, uh, Brother Don. We have a, a caller, actually a couple, uh, Judy and Dennis, and uh, they're from the Interfaith Community Church. And I, I must tell you myself, um, as a minister there, I am so personally grateful for this exquisitely beautiful couple who do such wonderful humanitarian work in Ethiopia, building mm. latrines. You know, the, 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 it is said today that the path to eliminating poverty and creating peace is through microcredit and building latrines. So, uh, are you on the line, Judy or Dennis? Uh, yes, we are here. Uh, we can you hear us? Yes, we can. Oh, wonderful! Uh, if I may, if you just could you share this wonderful the story of this beautiful project in Ethiopia? Yes, and we certainly are uh, thankful this week for the fact that we, with great reluctance, went to travel in Ethiopia, and it turned out to be the most wonderful experience for us. We didn't want to go, but we went, and when we saw the need. Um, we came home and thought, what can we do? And one guide who we had had for two days was so compassionate about education that we thought we would send, write him. And so from Seattle, we wrote him and said, for th can you take this $300 and spend it for the children that we talked to? And he not only bought 25 uniforms, 86 books, supplies for the teachers, but sent us he was interviewed on the radio about who sent the $300. It was such a huge event. They had a regional celebration for it. And then we knew that with very little money, we could make a very big difference. So we are very grateful uh, for this connection to Ethiopia. Wonderful. And go, please go ahead. And you do, this, this $300 has mushroomed into a much larger project now. <laughs> yes. We have gone from uh, school uniforms, uh, which allow a child to go to school, to uh, benches for a thousand children to sit on and desks, uh, to uh, three wells uh, so that uh, children can, uh, only 12% uh, of rural Ethiopia has safe water. So these uh, three schools that we now work with, we've gone from one to three schools, and the three schools now have safe water. And uh, as you mentioned, the latrines are in the um, coming February. Yes. We, go, go ahead, Dennis. We sent over plans for the uh, our, our friend over there to take to contractors to get prices and uh, get the buy-in from the village and the, the school. That everything is appropriate for them. Yes, uh, and so I just want to ask you a question. From $300, how much money have you raised thus far? We're just at 
$30,000. Wonderful. I, mm-hmm. I, I really congratulate you. I thank you. And I want to say that this is such a wonderful example of how simple people like you and me can create such a big difference, make such a wonderful contribution to peace. I, uh, I, please yes, go. and uh, let me just mention that in Ethiopia, the people who are helping us in the villages, the well diggers, the plumbers, the carpenters, have all bought into this, and they say they will take their profit in gratitude. And wonderful. so they, they get great satisfaction. One thing that helps is... Dennis and I, being 65 and 68, are ancient to them, where life expectancy is only 49 years, and the median age of all of Ethiopia is 18 years old. I see. So they tell us, if you, uh, as old people, are coming over to help us, then we will help each other. And then they, instead of negotiating um, upward on the last... Uh, trip, mm-hmm. we found that when we, when the price was given that would be paid, say, to the plumber, the plumber counter-offered with a lower price, saying he would take more of his profit in uh, satisfaction. So they are very thankful and I'm very I'm so grateful. glad. Judy, we have to take a break, but thank you so much for that beautiful story. I'm very grateful. If they want to get in touch with you, www.interfaithcommunitychurch.org. Thank you so much for calling. God bless. I just returned from a fabulous seminar with Karen Ramsey, learning about how my relationship to money is holding me back from living the life I want. Well, I can't seem to save enough money to contribute to an IRA these days, but I think, you know, it's just too late to start now. Well, Benny, I see that you just bought yourself a latte this morning, and how many times a day do you do that? Uh, I'd say like two or three times a day, but I mean, seriously, what's your point, Julie? If you save the money you spend on just one latte a day, you'd easily be able to contribute $1,400 a year to your IRA. No kidding. I never thought about it that way. Well, Karen Ramsey says it's never too late to start no matter where you are. And the sooner you start, the better. Well, you know, that's fine with people with money. But how can someone like me afford financial advice from someone like Karen Ramsey? Well, you don't need to be wealthy to get excellent financial advice. In fact, why not tune into her new show beginning October 12th and learn about the myths about money that keep us from living the lives we're meant to live. And visit her on the web at caringmoney.com. That's caringmoney.com. Okay, everyone, listen up. Dr. Pat brings you her favorite organic wines from the Organic Wine Company, direct to you for this limited time special offer. Would you like to enjoy the luscious taste of natural grapes grown with love for the land and tantalizing your taste buds at the same time? Well, Dr. Pat has selected three of her favorite wines for only $49, a 40% savings. Visit www.thedrpatshow.com and click on Dr. Pat's Picks for this special offer. Or you can call 1-888-326-9463. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. And welcome back. You're listening to Interfaith Talk Radio on Alternative Talk 1150 AM and streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. And uh, you're listening to a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor discuss issues of interfaith, spirituality, and community. And we're laughing a little bit here because (laughs) in the middle of the last conversation, Brother Jamal was talking about laterns that... uh, 
the couple who had called in had manifested in uh, Ethiopia and uh, Pastor Don and I were looking at each other trying to figure out what a lantern was. But I'm so utterly grateful that today I have learned how to pronounce the word not latrines, but no, it is <laughs> not lanterns, but latrines. So my dear friends, I was talking about the dire need for latrines right. to create peace in the world. Amen. Latrines. <clears throat> Very grateful yeah. to a rabbi and a Christian minister for this knowledge of the tongue. <laughs> and we are inviting you to call us today and share things in your life for which you are especially grateful. And just to expand the energies of gratitude that we're sharing. Otherwise, we will sit here and be grateful for each other. In a few moments, I'm going to ask our engineer, Eric, to join us. For those of you who need the phone number, we are at 425-373-5527. You know, we even have a toll-free number. Uh, so if you want to be thankful for a toll-free, then dial up 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. And that was Eric talking. And uh, for what are you particularly grateful? Well, I'm always grateful to be here every week with you gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> you, always, you always know what to say. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> in the wonderful question you were asking, uh, Brother Ted, what stands in the way of us being grateful? And I think uh, you were also mentioning that, Brother Don. Well, it's, uh, yeah, Ted had mentioned that. I think that's such an important um, question because things do get in the way. I mean, our lives can be framed by blessings. And I think when we're able to do that, we can deal with the curses inside because everybody has a combination of blessings and curses. But if we are thinking about our lives framed by our curses, then we miss the blessings and we eventually, I think, be, become unable to cope with anything. And so that's just, to me, another indication of how important it is to be uh, thankful, not just the, uh, the emptying and the lifting that yes. you were describing so beautifully, Jamal, but the, the fact that we can actually become completely dysfunctional right. if, if, if something gets in the way. And so, Ted, I think you, you have some thoughts about things that get in the way. Well, you know what I was going to say there was the words with which... This is going to be good because that dramatic pause, you know, <laughs> means that it's something weighty. You knew. You, you could tell. But the words with which uh, in Jewish tradition a Jew is to begin his or her day, literally the first words that are to be spoken... If you look at a traditional prayer book, you open it up, it's the first thing in there. It says, Mode ani lefanecha, I give thanks in your presence. It's like no matter what is happening, raining, sun shining, the sun is not yet up, my neck hurts, my back hurts, I'm rested, I'm not rested. First, an attitude. An attitude with which to meet a day, an attitude with which to meet a moment. Um, we've got a caller on the line. Ingrid is on the line. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Ingrid. How are you? Hello. I'm terrific, and I've been fortunate to hear both um, the rabbi and uh, Jamal speak, and I'm. You, you guys are amazing blessings. 
and I look forward to um, hearing the Reverend speak. But I wanted yeah, to just say... Yeah, he's not too bad. Thank, <laughs> well, we assure you, he's very, we assure you he's, a, he's a very good speaker, too. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. I can, I can tell by what's going on on the radio, and I'm so glad that um, you have the opportunity to have this show. Because Thank you. Because every time I've listened, the, just the broad perspective of love and community that you share and how truly in all religion there is just this beautiful thread of love and unity. Can yeah, get absolutely. Absolutely. The rhetoric, we're really one. <laughs> Amen. And I just wanted to say for myself right now um, that I'm, I'm enormously grateful for so very much in my life. I have a wonderful healing practice, and I'm so grateful to have the consciousness with which I can, as you said, embrace even challenging times in my life. Yes. In the last couple of right. years, there has been more than my share. And um, and to know that there are such wondrous opportunities for growth, mm. and to share love and and remain optimistic and loving and compassionate in very challenging situations. And I found that over the years, God has given me the wisdom and the strength by having to hit the wall a few times when I didn't have it um, to learn how to do this. And uh, what a gift that is to others when you can kind of hold your vision that no matter what it is that is happening, that there is some kind of divine purpose that we may not always understand mm. and that it's happening. And this year, I am, you know, it, it was through tragedy um, because my daughter uh, has been um, using and abusing drugs for the, quite a few years. I ended up having custody of my eight-year-old granddaughter after a custody battle that I prayed that I would lose because I wanted her to be her child's mother. And I have watched in this last year just the beauty of this child unfolding, in my, you know, under my very eyes, her beautiful little spirit just growing amidst the adversity of having lost her mom temporarily. Mm. And um, and watching her wisdom and her gratitude, and she's only eight, and I and I swear she's like you know she's an old soul. She's she she has such wisdom and such love and such gentleness despite her big losses, and I and it keeps me in wonder. You know? <laughs> oh, that's just great, Ingrid. Thank you for sharing. You are so welcome, and We're thank you for, for being the on the air. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you for listening. You are welcome, and thanks for calling. You're we've welcome. Got, bye, we've, bye. We've got two more people on the line. Um, Reverend John, are you able to hold for a moment? Uh, you know what? I may have to hang up for a moment, but I can call back. Okay, because we have... We, uh, Ingrid was just talking about an eight-year-old, and the fact is we have a five-year-old on the line named Amalia. Amalia, are you there? Hi, Amalia. How you doing? Good. Okay. So you have something to share that you're thankful for? Uh-huh. And what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for God, and I'm thankful for my house. Aww. And what what about your house are you, you're thankful for, about? My family. Aww. Who's in your family? My brother, my mother, and father. Oh, that's really sweet. And how does it feel to be thankful? Good and pretty feeling mm. uh, a little. 
That's really sweet, Amalia. I really appreciate you calling. Amalia, you're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amalia. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye, Amalia. Reverend John, are you there? Uh, he hung up. He'll be back a little bit later, I hope. Uh, I think we still have him. So, oh, Reverend John, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh good. good. Um Reverend John McLean is the minister of Unity of Bellevue. Hmm. And um, Unity of Bellevue is the host congregation to Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. It's the sanctuary that we use. And Reverend John has just come there over, uh, during this past year. And welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Is this Ted? This is Ted. Hi, Ted. Yeah. I, I'm in my office, and I'm listening to the show, and I really did want to call. Oh, I really and, uh, appreciate I've, that. I've not met Reverend McKenzie yet, but I know that I will soon. Hope so. And, uh, Jamal, I have met you just once. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I, I'm very happy to have met you. Yes, indeed. But, you know, uh, intriguingly, that uh, I arrived here almost nine months ago at Unity of Bellevue, and I was at a church in the South, uh, which had many charm points and many, many gifts. But my heart was really uh, pulling me to a, a different place where there are a greater variety of um, opportunities and, and more spiritual resources than, than there were in the location I was in. And I wound up, uh, praise God, at Unity of Bellevue. Yeah. And I was aware almost the moment that I got there that everything that I was really seeking was happening in the building that happened to be my church, which was a unity church, mm. but that there were so many things that were going on right in the building itself. <laughs> and this is one of the things that I am so grateful to have continuous demonstrations over and over again of, um, you know, if we're, we're seeking an enhanced experience of life and knowing that what we do will be a blessing to other people, that somehow the divine meets us more than halfway and, and provides for these things. It was brought into really sharp focus for me. A couple of weeks ago, I was, I was with a group that was doing exercises about creating a world that works for all. But the, some of the folks were stuck in the exercises themselves. You know how that goes. And in a small group that I was processing in, it was so beautifully ironic that one person literally was saying, I wish there was some place where they taught oneness. Mm -hmm. And where they taught unity, and this guy didn't know I was a unity minister, but where they talked about oneness and demonstrated it and lived beyond any labels. And I finally exploded like a bag of popcorn in a microwave oven, and I said, <laughs> it exists. It exists, and it happens to be the church where I get to, to minister. That not only do we make an attempt, you know, that's our spiritual practice, we make the attempt to live beyond labels and definitions and boundaries, but that we were able to, to host a, a Jewish community where we had Shabbat several times a month and that we are privileged to own a tiny piece of property right next to our parking lot that's rented to an Islamic woman who has a, a school, a preschool there. And so, you know, this was my heaven on earth. It's happening here right now. So I'm I'm entering into this, this Thanksgiving week right now and we'll be doing a... a a service on Wednesday night, which I'm excited about. But I'm really entering into this very 
very grateful for all the good that exists and knowing that there is so much to do. But there are so many amazing people making creative and brave efforts everywhere around the world. It's it's a privilege to be a part of it. Mm. And you are one of them, Reverend John, and I'm deeply appreciative of your phone call and of your support. If people want to find out more about you, they can go to unityofbellevue.org. Exactly right. And Unity of Bellevue is spelled just like Unity of Bellevue. And it's a great place on the east side. And thank you for being such a great cousin of the people of the book, son of Abraham. <laughs> Indeed we are. Indeed yeah. we are. Thank you, Jamal. Thanks, Thanks for you, calling, John. Okay, God bless, friends. Right. Thank you. We are going to take a break. And we are grateful for all our sponsors and grateful that those of you who are listening listen to what they have to offer us as well. We'll be back. People who come to a Unity Church feel like they've come home. We invite you to one of the many great Puget Sound Unity Churches in Bellevue, Edgewood, Kent, Linwood, Seattle, or Woodenville. For links to these Unity Churches and others, visit Unity.org. We welcome you to join us at Unity of Woodenville. Visit UnityofWoodenville.org. Suffer from stress, headaches, back pain, digestive pain, or other chronic problems? Allow Sue Woodward to help you realize the vitality and wholeness your body naturally wants to express using gentle, restorative methods. Sue invites you to call her at the Acupuncture and Healing Arts Clinic for a free consultation. 425-451-8129. That's 425-451-8129. The University Congregational United Church of Christ, located at 4515 16th Avenue Northeast, right across from the Burke Museum, wants you to know that it is a liberal and inclusive congregation waiting to welcome you to worship, education, fellowship, and service. We need your help to say yes to God's purposes. For more information, log on to universityucc.org. That's universityucc.org. Or call 206-524-2322. That's 206-524-2322. Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor talking with you every Monday afternoon from 5 to 6 on... Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You can find us on the Internet at interfaithtalkradio.com. And as we continue, I get to say a word about jewishspiritualcommunity.com. Jewishspiritualcommunity.com is the Internet portal to Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue where all are welcome to engage in a deepening celebration of the one spiritual presence expressing through each unique and precious person. We invite you to find out more about us and to join us in support of your own spiritual path. Find us at jewishspiritualcommunity.com, a synagogue that is a home for worship, for all.
And I also want to remind you that next week at this time, on November 27th, we will be recording our show, recording one show, and having our live show before a live studio audience. So on Monday, November 27th, we will be taping a show at 3.30 in the afternoon at Reverend Don McKenzie's Church, the Unite, uh, University Congregational United Church of Christ at 16th Avenue at 45th Street. And then uh, actually we'll be taping at 3.30 a Christmas show that will air on Christmas. And then at 5 o'clock next Monday, we will be doing, we will be live on the air with those of you who are able to share with us. And we're looking forward to that. Eric will be with us, kind of arranging the remote broadcast. You'll be able to enter into the show in person rather than through the telephone and give a shout-out to all the listeners so that they'll know it's really happening. We love live audiences, as we you know. We do. Yes. Yeah. We're also used to that. Absolutely. We're spoiled. Yes. Since each of us is a congregational rabbi, minister, imam. Mm -hmm. um, and we are continuing with a discussion about gratitude and thanksgiving as we enter into the energies of this Thanksgiving week. Brother Jamal. If I could, I'd love to share that story which you have heard, both of you, so many times about the mullah. That really epitomizes the value and the astonishing practice of gratitude in one's life. As you know, the mullah, who is the archetype of uh, a figure in Islamic teaching stories, uh, the mullah has lost his donkey. And of course, that's a big deal in that part of the world. And so the entire village, they, they search and they look around everywhere to try to find this donkey. And they look from morning till evening and there is no sign of the donkey. And they come back in the evening to give Mullah the bad news. And where's the Mullah? The Mullah is in the town square on his knees saying, Allah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. And these puzzled townsfolk say, maybe Mullah, you haven't heard the news that your donkey is lost forever. Mullah says, I know, I know, but I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. Imagine what could have happened to me if I was on the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing for me is that many of the stories that I've told over the years have also been about the Mullah. I'm so glad. He, <clears throat> he is delighted and honored. And there's, <laughs> and there's a story about a very rich man who comes to the mullah to say that no matter how I've tried, I've never experienced true joy. And the mullah says, I can help you, but it's going to cost a lot. And the man says, well, what? The mullah says, you're going to have to bring me a large sack of gold. And the rich man says, well, I've always wanted to experience joy. Okay. So he brings, he comes, he brings the mullah, the bag of gold. The mullah takes it from him, turns around and starts running. And the guy's running after him, says, where are you going with my gold? Where are you going with my gold? And mullah's running through the streets and through the alleys because he really knows the community far better in that way than the rich man. Until finally the rich man turns a corner and there's the mullah. And the mullah says to him, here. And he gives the rich man the bag of gold, and the rich man says, Oh, I am so happy. <laughs> Just to say, 
you know, ultimately the lesson that all of us are most blessed to learn. Yes. And that is that we've already got everything we need. And we just aren't aware of it until it's taken away or until there's the threat that it's taken away. And we as human beings are struggling to become aware, to become conscious, and to appreciate it in the moment yeah. without needing something mm -hmm. terrible to happen for us to appreciate what we have. So what a beautiful practice it is to be present, to really be present and mindful. Because one of the greatest curses is to take things for granted. Amen. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was thinking that... Um, of the th uh, I'm grateful for my family, for friends, for the experiences I've had, and, and I've been extremely fortunate in all of those things. And I asked myself the other day when we were talking about this program, <clears throat> what is it in my life that helps me even to see my blessings, especially because I don't always, I sometimes don't see them. And um, my dad was the dean of a small Presbyterian college in Illinois, a college called Blackburn, and uh, they they didn't take Thanksgiving off uh, at Blackburn. And so all the students and the faculty got together for a big Thanksgiving meal. And the students cooked it. They, they, they did all the work at this college. And they served this meal. And the faculty would each, uh, each faculty person or family would host a table of students. This is what I thought Thanksgiving was until mm. I was about 12 years old. And we moved away from there, and I started having Thanksgiving with my grandparents, which was also wonderful. But but the expansive community that that we had was in, in, incredible. But one particular Thanksgiving stands out. It was a Thanksgiving that two women from Jamaica had been admitted to this little college, possibly the first people of color ever to live in this town. And uh, they, their names were Gloria and Pearlie, and their their minister from Kingston had written to my dad suggesting they might come to this college, which they did. And Gloria was serving the turkey, and she came out with it on her head, mm. standing just straight as an arrow. I mean, it was an elegant expression of other parts of the world yeah. being brought into this. Yeah. And so I think of that moment and think of how is it, what is it that I need to do to remember gratitude? And that particular Thanksgiving Day helps me, mm. helps me to get back to Seeing life framed by blessings rather than curses. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's really great. What a beautiful practice it is just to continuously, however one can do it, to be able to express gratitude. Something we've talked about on the air also about the country of Bangladesh. That wonderful uh, survey which was done right. about six, seven years ago by Oxford and Cambridge in which part of the world are people the happiest, the most content. And astonishingly, it was Bangladesh, a country which is afflicted by all these uh, horrendous natural disasters but I think uh, because they're grateful they don't take things for granted they're present they're aware of good times and bad times and because they're grateful they're really able to know the secret to happiness continuous gratitude mm. that, that's an enormously important story Jamal I, I think of that in in relation to the comment from Judy and Dennis about Ethiopia and the fact that only 12% of the water can be drunk safely there and and I think we just turn on the faucet or we buy a bottle of water and we move ahead and what would it be like to not have uh, potable water I mean it's just things we take for granted I think weigh us down ultimately and keep us from being able to see our blessings mm. 
So do you have a particular practice of gratitude in your life, Don? Well, I try to pray a prayer of thanksgiving every day, um, just as a part of my um, beginning my day. I mean, it's a little bit of a variation on what you described, Ted, and what you described, Jamal, of the importance of attitude and how things can frame uh, life either positively or negatively. But uh, I do have both a, a sort of a list of things I go through automatically almost to give thanks for, um, but also a moment when I'm trying to listen meditatively and think of other things that I should be thankful for. And sometimes, you know, I'm human. I can't think of anything. I'm I'm too other. I mean, I'm too uh, burdened by something, and I can't can't get to it. And so, um, I I need. I'm always grateful to get back to those moments when I can. Sometimes there are things that happen. Some the synchronicities in my life just shoot through open up you know like everything's going ordinary it happened in when when we lived in topanga canyon ruth and i and we'd be separate all day and then all of a sudden we would both turn up about to turn into our street at the same time you know just those timing mm -hmm. moments when you suddenly you look at each other and you go oh wow this mm -hmm. is really right mm -hmm. And uh, it's happened with us, Don, mm -hmm. where I'll be on the freeway and we're heading toward the radio station. And all of a sudden I'll look over and there you are. We're heading toward one of our meetings and we live in a similar area of town. And there you are. Just those moments when you're, when you're not expecting yeah. the surprise meetings. Uh -huh. What a blessing, what a blessing. And there's many verses in the Quran. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. Amen. So, our blessing is that we have sponsors who allow us to talk to you each week. And we are going to take a break to listen to them, and we will be back with our final segment. This is your chance to call in to Interfaith Talk Radio and share your thanksgiving. We'll be right back. Are you ready for the 12 minutes Simone's Own Miracle? Transform any self-defeating internal images into spectacular masterpieces of happiness and success in only 12 minutes. The Simone Zone is a revolutionary empowerment technique that uses cutting-edge audio-visual technology. Get ready to shift negative energy and change it to positive energy now. Visit thesimonezone.com and try this free technique. That's thesimonezone.com. Church of Christ wants you to know about the God is Still Speaking campaign, a national effort to let everyone know that this denomination welcomes everyone, no matter what, to the worship of God and the service of the church. We believe that God has much, much more to tell us about the good news of the gospel of Jesus and about what love can do to help us with this beautiful but troubled world. To find out more, log on to www.ucc.org slash index.php. We wish you blessings for your life. Are you ready to kick your life up a notch? Tired of just surviving? The award-winning Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, is your way to living the life you want without regrets, without limitations. This empowering, inspirational show with dynamic host Dr. Pat Basili will leave you shouting, yes, I can. Dr. Pat is a master career and belief coach, dynamic seminar leader, and creator of Crust Busting. Listen to the Dr. Pat Show on AM 1150 KKNW, Monday through Friday, 11 to noon, and worldwide on www.thedrpatshow.com. Click the show's page on 1150kknw.com for the scoop on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. 
And we're back at Interfaith Talk Radio. I'm Rabbi Ted Falcon. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie. And uh, so far we've been able to maintain our own identities consistently, um, even though we've been talking to each other weekly now for uh, a number of weeks. We're talking about issues of thanksgiving, moments in our lives when we've been particularly thankful, and we're also looking at what inhibits our ability to be grateful, even though we know the sense of gratitude is transformative. Like, not only does it support what might be happening at that moment, but it supports a deepening of blessing in our lives. And sometimes we get so caught in seeing the negative, feeling the negative, expressing the negative. There's just so much energy in that, that it is very difficult to reclaim the sense of gratitude. Right, and, and one reason could be, of course, there are lots of reasons. One reason could be that there is a lack of faith, a faith in something higher than human personality. That's something that both of you mention all the time. We can't solve a problem at the level of the problem. If we get stuck at that level, we really lose all hope, and we cannot be grateful for events which we have no idea what it really is about. So something which seems like, uh, terrible disaster is actually a, a blessing in disguise. And how will we ever know that until we have that higher awareness, uh, a deeper understanding? As Prophet Muhammad said, uh, moving from a knowledge of the tongue to a knowledge of the heart. And, you know, all the great mystics in every tradition have said whenever something terrible happens, a, a wonderful prayer is that, oh, please, God, uh, please save me from its harm. But do not deprive me of its good. Hmm. So when something terrible happens, just because it has golden nuggets, as Carl Jung says, or it has pearls of wisdom to give us, it doesn't mean that you run towards pain and suffering. Don't run towards pain and suffering. Just don't run away from them when it happens. And the other thing is a lot of times we define our pain and suffering as opposed to someone else's ease. You know, we get sad and upset when we when our team loses. And we look at a distance at the other team that's celebrating and we feel, feel badly. Or look at it the other way where we are celebrating and then we look oh look at the look at what's happening to the losing team and how they're doing and to find some way of being able to enter into that game, being able to enter into this life game where no matter what happens, you win some and you lose some, things go up and things go down. It is how we know the up by the contrast to the down and somehow maintaining a greater awareness which embraces both and doesn't get so caught up because when we get caught up in the down, when we are not willing to be grateful, we, we actually increase mm -hmm. that negative state. Our resistance holds it there. That attitude of gratitude, even though I don't know what I'm grateful, I'm grateful for the blessing that's hidden mm -hmm. in the difficulty of this moment. I'm grateful for the light which I've not yet perceived. You know, I think that's so true, and yet it's so hard to hear that because 
I'm just, I, there are times when I'm not good at that. And um, I need to be better at that. I want to be better because I think it makes so much sense. I mean, when you say things like the the, the moments, the blessing moments help us to, I mean, the, the moments of uh, when we feel like we've been cursed are actually moments that help to illuminate our blessings if we'll let them. That's so important, and it's so, it's so hard to do. Um, I think of uh, moments when my self-worth has been attacked, or at least it has mm-hmm. seemed that, and that's a kind of curse. Yep. And I think um, I'm not being dealt with fairly, uh, there's been an uh, injustice here, and so forth. And, and that can cloud everything. And I don't see any blessings, you know, I just see curses. So I see the ego at work here in some strange and mysterious way not not so mysterious way i mean i think the work of the ego is obvious that mm-hmm. that um we have to transcend that somehow and see the see things the way you've just described and i think the word transformative is so key but you have to sneak up on it i mean it's so important you could say it and it could just go right by you um we do want to transcend the work of the ego to see things in in that kind of in that kind of light. Where is the blessing in the curse? Right. And sometimes to really uh, contain, uh, contain the ego, it can be very powerful to uh, sincerely and humbly meditate on scriptures. So for me, for example, uh, and I've mentioned this many, many times, I'd like to uh, repeat it again. For me, on this matter, uh, those two succinct verses from the Quran, the first one which says, of knowledge we have given you but a little, but a little. So really we're not privy to the larger story. That's very critical for me to really ponder on, allow that to perfume my heart. The other one, which I love very much, where it says in the Quran, of everything we have created opposites. So you might know that only God is one. So like you were saying, uh, uh, in fact, both of you were saying that, uh, we know that sugar is sweet in contrast to vinegar. Uh, that wonderful sage Rumi says, God turns you from one feeling to another, so you might have two wings to fly, not one. <laughs> so it is a world of duality. But to have that spaciousness, that awareness, that uh, ability to go beyond the ego and embrace and enfold this duality, then we, can, we are really grateful. Right. So much of the time we are just caught in it. It's like... The person who says, you know, you say, how are you? And they say, oh, I've got a terrible headache. If only I didn't have the headache, everything would be okay. And then you meet them a couple of days later and you say, how, you know, how, how's your headache? And, oh, oh the headache's gone. How, so you're doing well. Well, you know, and then something else has taken the place. That it's, it's these, this if only statement that... I want the condition outside to change, but then even when it changes, I'm going to wind up seeing it from the same attitude that I'm now seeing my current reality, and I will make lemons out of lemonade right. <laughs> rather than lemonade out of lemons. There's a verse in the Psalms that uh, what you just shared, Jamal, reminds me of. Harpu ud'u ki anochi Elohim means stop mm-hmm. like just stop stop your complaining stop your judging stop your thinking stop your busyness and just quiet and in that silence know that i am god that there is something bigger going on 
you, you are not defined by a condition in your life, whether that condition is perceived to be positive or negative. That's not you. You have that rather than that having you. And, of course, the place where we get stuck always is where the negative condition has us. Mm. Right. It has power over us. And yeah. that is our whole identity. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's nobody else around. I love that story, uh, which is in several traditions, of this man who has that terrible toothache. And, of course, if ever we've had toothaches, we know how terrible it mm. feels. And the man says... Um, but do you have a toothache? Do you have a toothache? Because the man previously says, if only this toothache goes away, yeah. I shall be so happy. As you said, if only. If only this toothache goes away, I shall be so happy. Well, do you have a toothache? Do you have a toothache? Do you have a toothache? Why aren't you happy? It's because you don't realize that this very moment is a non-toothache moment. Right. <laughs> That's really being present right. and mindful. Right. And only then can one open and be grateful to what is when one is present one is centered, and one is right there. Carl Jung described this as a feeling of being incomplete. And I, I resonate with that because I have that feeling once in a while. And it's if just I had that or if I could be this or if somebody would say that to me or whatever. And so that seems to be a standard fact of what it means to be human on the one hand. But as we try to develop this spiritual awareness, it can be transformed. I think that's the message that is so important to uh, have people hear from us, that, that there is something that can be done. But it's a spiritual experience, a spiritual awareness that moves us from that, that sense of being framed by a curse and feeling incomplete. And if only we had this to something where we realize we have it. Right. Whatever it is, we have it. So part of our process is to identify those attitudes, those acts, which mental and physical, which help align us with a greater energy. Those things which we can practice, which raise us beyond an identification simply with conditions. Because as long as we're willing to be identified with a positive condition, then we will also find ourselves quite easily identified with a negative condition. So it's a matter of, I am not this condition. There is something greater going on. I'm grateful to be able to have this experience, and I am not this experience. I am enjoying it from a place that is greater than. Last week, at the end, the specific... Uh, spiritual exercise I suggested was to say thank you to everything. Mm -hmm. Like what would it be like to just no matter what the thought is, no matter what the event is, to in the mind think thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. This is an opportunity to discover more about the depths of myself, about my relationship with others, and about my possibilities in life. You've been listening to Interfaith Talk Radio, and we will be next week coming to you with a live studio audience. We hope you will be among them. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. And thank you. Thank, thank you. you, and we are grateful for each and every one of you. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh, great. Thank you, Eric. You too.